I am Dracula. I bid you welcome. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 40. Can you believe we're wow, this far no. in? Wow, no. Episode 40. And that's only counting, like, regularly scheduled yeah, episodes. That's none of the hypes. happy hours or hypes mm-hmm. or nothing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty fucking cool. I'm proud mm-hmm. of us. We've stayed yeah. on schedule all year. I well, know. September now? Yes. Wow. Amazing. Proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> So in this episode, we will be discussing Dracula from 1931, starring Bill Lugosi and directed by Todd Browning, who did Freaks. Yes. After this, he did Freaks. And then nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sadly. So I had never seen this movie. Ever? Ever. Okay. That's never cool. seen it. It wasn't one of those that I ever watched when it just like came on or anything. I just had never seen it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've seen like pictures and snippets right. and things like that but vampires was one of those things that i was never like super into and i know that you're the opposite oh god i love vampire stuff oh my yeah. god so i was excited to watch this one and i got to watch it with like a couple people and they enjoyed it so it was a it's a good it's a good time it's only like an hour 15 mm-hmm. if that so it's a pretty quick movie to mm-hmm. watch but ironically it's a shorter movie but i have a lot of scene by scene notes because it's condensed into a short amount of time so there's just a lot of information coming at you the whole right, time right exactly and that's something the older movies tend to do they just immediately dunk you into these character stories exactly you don't have a lot of build-up exactly and something that i love about it really gets me in the mood is opening credits in like older movies with the, the theme scene, music yeah, the songs and, stuff. and this is iconic like even if you don't think you've heard this theme song you've heard this theme mm-hmm. song like it's just one of those that's just so prevalent in pop culture that you've heard it so it opens with the credits and then the iconic music to go with it and since this is the 30s of course this is in black and white and there is a horse-drawn carriage mm-hmm coming as as the opening scene a horse-drawn carriage full of people going down a road and then they start praying and then there's people in the village coming out to see the wagon and they're speaking hungarian and one of the men that was in the wagon says not to take his stuff out because he is going up to borgo pass Mm -hmm. which is up to dracula's castle and the driver does not want to take him and would prefer that they wait until morning And the man says he cannot wait because Count Dracula's carriage is coming to pick him up at midnight. And there is a man from the village speaking to him. And he says the people believe that there are vampires up there that take the form of wolves and bats, sleep in coffins, and feed on blood. The man says it's just superstition. Mm -hmm. Listen to the villagers. They live there. They know stuff. The sun is going down and the man says when it is gone, they leave their coffins. The man with plans to head up says he is not afraid and he has got to go up there as it is a matter of business. And a woman asks him before he leaves, please wear this crucifix. If you must go up there, please take this with you. Mm -hmm. And so he does. And the village people pray over him very loudly, loudly as he heads up to the castle. What's with the armadillos? Oh, I didn't notice. You didn't see the armadillos. You hating on armadillos? I mean, I did look up what's with them, but it still feels weird. Like, there's armadillos in, like, Transylvania. 
But it's... Uh, They're just <clears throat> in Texas. You didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, actually like a folktale thing of armadillos were found in graveyards sometimes just digging. Hmm. And people thought that they were digging to get to the corpse to eat it. Ew. People are weird. <clears throat> and then you get this the first shot of the castle. And inside the castle, you see a shot panning in on a coffin. But we're not... The man's not quite inside yet. You're just mm-hmm. It's just building up to this reveal. And a hand reaches out of the coffin. And then... Women, a woman gets out and she's in white and then you see Dracula standing there. Mm-hmm. And he is such a good vampire. Mm-hmm. Bella Lugosi did such a good job. Damn straight. Didn't you tell me that he thought he was too attractive to play Frankenstein and that's why he didn't also do Frankenstein? Yes. And honestly, there's a there's a part when he's walking down the streets of London where I'm like, oh, he's pretty he, hot. He is really Damn. like dark and like yeah. tall, dark, and handsome. I'm like, you know? oh, okay, I yeah. get it, yeah. He actually begged to play this because he played it in the play the stage play and they didn't want him to do the movie and he had to beg and beg and beg to get this part and he actually like got paid almost nothing to be able to do this i'm glad they had him do it Mm because i don't i just can't picture any other like stare yeah absolutely he loved it so much that he was actually buried in one of his dracula capes i did read that that's cool yeah and then you hear these wolves howling, and so it's all setting up for the spooky nighttime scene. And the man's wagon makes it up the hill, and there is another carriage there waiting for him. And the man driving Dracula's coach is real spooky. And when the man looks out the carriage window, he doesn't see a driver, but a bat flying ahead of what look like skeleton horses, mm-hmm. almost. And when the carriage stops, he goes to speak with the driver again, but there is no driver. And then mm-hmm. the castle doors open, and he walks into the castle, and Dracula walks down the stairs slowly. And he says, I am Dracula. There's such beautiful sets in movies back then. Oh, my They're God. They're so gorgeous. Oh, yes. And this, so detailed and time-consuming. Even without color, this is a very visually stunning Yeah. Like, movie. when they're in his study or his room or whatever that yes. they end up in. Yes. So gorgeous. Yeah. And the giant spider webs and just like mm-hmm. the all the gothicness of it all is just so awesome. Yeah. To I can't look imagine at. how long it must have taken them to build these sets. Oh no. Especially because they had to also be sturdy because it's not like they were just painted backdrops, exactly. you know. He says he is glad to see him, but he doesn't know what happened to his stuff. So this is the man that's coming to see him, and Dracula bids him welcome. And the wolves are howling and he says, Listen to them, children of the night, what music they make. So he's a creepy bitch. And Dracula <laughs> is leading him up the stairs. And, and the other man is insistent because he, like, where's my stuff? Like, I don't have my stuff. And as he's following him, he's using his cane to cut through these massive, thick, like, full-bodied size spider webs. Yeah, that Dracula is just walking through. Yeah, and they're not no problem. problem. Yeah. Dracula leads him into a more traditional part of the castle. So you get this entryway that is really spooky. But then you also, then you walk into this room that's got like a fire going and it's very warm and cozy and more homey. And so the guy's like, okay, okay, this is, this is more what I was thinking this was going to be. And Dracula says he had his luggage brought up and he also prepared a dinner for him. And this man's name you find out right about here is Mr. Renfield. And Renfield sits down at a table set with a single place setting. And Dracula asks him if he kept their meeting a secret. And he says he followed all of Dracula's instructions to a T. Renfield brought a lease in for Dracula to sign, which was their business. So it's he's leasing something in England, which is an abbey. Right. 
And Dracula says he is only taking three boxes and he has arranged for a ship to take them to England tomorrow evening. So he's like, sign, leave. Mm -hmm. Sign and bail. And Renfield says everything will be ready when he gets there. So Dracula shows him his bed as Renfield accidentally cuts himself. And Dracula is, of course, fixated Mm -hmm. on the blood. Oh, my God. And they, like, zoom in on his eyes the whole time. And I'm like, Yes. We actually have in our recording room a big poster of Frankenstein and then a Mm -hmm. big poster of this Dracula stare that they Mm -hmm. do over and over and over and over in this movie, which is... It's so creepy. Like, the big poster, I'm like, even though it's an old movie, yeah. and it's just, it's like, ugh. Yeah, it's, it's so a good, creepy. Yeah. yeah. It's good. And while he's getting closer and closer to this wound, the crucifix that Renfield is wearing falls down near the cut, and Dracula dramatically covers his eyes and backs away. And Dracula offers him some wine, he says, that is very old. And Renfield asks why he isn't also drinking. And you keep getting these, like I said, dark shots of Dracula smirking and, mm-hmm. and these like zoom ins on his face. And then Dracula leaves him and says goodnight. And Renfield is a little wigged out by everything. Yeah. He's like, I mean, this is why couldn't you just meet during the day? Why does it have to be at midnight? At like, your creepy fucking castle. Yeah. And you're not going to eat with me. You're not drinking mm-hmm. with me. It's just really weird. And then a door opens and three women in white are walking through it and staring at Renfield as he opens a large glass door, watches a bat fly by, and then he appears to pass out. Mm -hmm. And Creepy bitches. Yeah. And earlier, the village people talk about Dracula and his wives. So Mm -hmm. this is kind of what you're assuming here. Dracula walks through the door Renfield opened and shoes the women away and he kneels over Renfield's body and it cuts away, but you can assume he Mm -hmm. drank his blood. And cut to them being aboard the ship headed for England and someone opens a box and says, Master, the sun is gone. It took me a minute to figure out who this that servant that was. was. Renfield? It's Renfield, yeah. It's scarier not knowing what he did to him to make him like that. Yes, yeah. definitely. So now this human hybrid kind yeah. of person. It's like he's this upper crusty guy who's just yeah. going about life and then now he's just this really creepy dude. Yeah, that gets, like, institutionalized and, like, yeah. all this shit happens to here in, in a minute. And But he says, Master, the sun is gone. And when Dracula gets out, the servant says, you will keep your promise when we get to England. I will get lives, human lives with blood in them. I will be loyal, Master. So it's like he doesn't, it's like he wants the blood. Yeah. But he just wants something living. Like, he would like human blood, but it can be really anything. Yeah. And so you're like, is he a vampire or is he just in a trance and he's thinking similarly to Dracula like right. what what exactly happened what exactly and Dracula steps out and sees the crew struggling as the ship is being rocked by a storm and then it cuts to the later so you see this horrible storm and then all of a sudden they're at dock or at harbor and everyone's dead and everyone is dead that's the scariest part mm-hmm. is like you don't know what he's doing everyone's just dead all of a sudden what the fuck like yeah. you can assume he ate them and threw them in the sea but Still, the fact that you're not seeing it is scarier. Yes. And there's, like, men. You don't really see them, but they're investigating the ship and the servant saying to Dracula's box, Master, we're here and we're safe. And the men investigating the ship hear Renfield laughing and see him when they open the hole. And they think he's gone crazy because he's just, like, laughing maniacally and, like, staring up at them. Scare the fuck out of me. And the film work here is so... I know it's been remastered. Mm-hmm. But it's so clear yeah. and good. There's not, it's not really grainy mm-hmm. at all. And it was, it was really well done. So those facial expressions you see, they're not murky at all. Like yeah. it's, they're staring straight at you. Yeah. The remaster definitely looks like 
stuff we would see today. They did exactly, an just job. in black and white. And then it cuts to a newspaper article talking about the corpses found and the man they found that had a lust for blood now being in a sanatorium. So they think that this guy had something to do with all of that. But he's also real rambly and laughing crazy. Like, he looks, even if you don't think he has anything to do with the killings, he still looks and acts like mm-hmm. he should be locked up. And then it cuts to London and Dracula is walking around and meets a woman selling flowers in the street and Dracula takes her as she screams. And he's so eerie, but so well-dressed. And this mm-hmm. is when you, was this when you were like, yes. oh, he's hot. When he walks yeah. away, I'm like, damn. I'd be like, I'll be your wife. You can I'd take like, me. All these flowers, you don't have to pay for anything. Fuck that mirror, bitch. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I won't even fight it. <laughs> and cut to a theater. And Dracula has come to see an orchestra or a play or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he speaks to a stewardess. And he says, and after you deliver the message, you shall remember nothing. Obey. So... He's scary because he's a vampire, but also, like, this has set up vampire movies for the future. He also has some sort of influence over their minds. He's like a Jedi before right. the Jedi sort of thing. <laughs> right. And she goes up to a box and tells a man that he is wanted on the telephone. And then as he walks out, Dracula stops him and gets in his way. And it's uh, Dr. Seward that owns the sanatorium. And he tells the doctor he just leased the Abbey. I think it's Carfax Abbey. I think so. That, I just saw Carfax, and I was like, Carmax Carfax? Like, that's not right, is it? But I think it is Carfax Abbey. That shares the grounds with the doctor's asylum. And Dracula meets his daughter, Mina. Dracula says weird things about death, and then far worse things awaiting them after death, in front of, like, like this doctor and his daughter and mm-hmm. her friend Lucy. Like, it's just, like, wildly inappropriate <laughs> and creepy. Well, that kind of makes sense because the whole vampire thing is that people who are immortal are more afraid of death because yeah, that is literally the end when they could live forever. So it makes sense that Dracula's like, yeah, you don't want to die. You want to be this creepy, horrible vampire. Yeah. And again, we've gotten a lot of these dark shots of his smirk, you mm-hmm. know, throughout. And then it cuts to Mina and Lucy talking about him later. And Lucy is just very enthralled by him. And they joke about her being a countess. <laughs> And then Lucy gets in bed, and a and she's in, like, full makeup also, like, lipstick. Yep. Like, it, this is um, old movies when the women go to bed. They have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so she lays down even her hands up by her head just so, like, mm-hmm. seamless, like she could be dead. And a bat flies to her window. And, of course, it turns into Dracula, and he comes right for her neck. And then it cuts to this room of doctors talking about another death due to unnatural loss of blood. Mm-hmm. So this is, they're getting, they're one, finding yeah. multiple bodies. Exactly. And then it cuts to a scene at the sanatorium of people being loud and yelling. And then Renfield is in the asylum and he is sad because an attendant threw his spider out of the window and he wanted to eat it. Cause he's like, it's better than flies. Ew. Yeah. He's done lost it. Yep. And then it cuts to a room of scientists and doctors, and they come to the conclusion that they are dealing with a vampire due to the pattern of the wounds and the loss of blood, which is so interesting because especially in this time when witchcraft and all this stuff was so frowned upon, you get this room of essentially scholars and academics saying, yeah, no, it's a vampire. And Professor Van Helsing brings up the man in the asylum that is obsessed with consuming living things. And they tell him he's only ever craved small living things. He's never wanted, like, human blood. And Van Helsing's like, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Renfield has been the man. This is when I figured out that Renfield was the, mm, the servant. It. it may have taken me a minute, but he's been serving Dracula and eating these small dead things. 
And Van Helsing tells Renfield he is going to help him, and he and Renfield doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. He begs Dr. Seward to let him out of the sanatorium. As they're all in an office, the sun goes down, and it cuts to wolves howling, and then Dracula getting out of his coffin. And then back at the office, they talk about hearing wolves, but not thinking wolves are in the area. And Van Helsing says, I might have known. We know why the wolves talk, do we not, Mr. Renfield? And we know how we can make them stop, Renfield says. You know too much to live, Van Helsing. I'm warning you, Dr. Seward, if you don't send me away, you will have to answer for what happens to Mina. As a parent of this crazy person telling me I need to watch out for my daughter's safety, even if I thought that what they thought was real wasn't real, I would still be like, okay... Because it's like they all, he also like lives attached to this asylum. Right. Like, so who knows, like somebody gets out and they don't like you for keeping them. That's Mm -hmm. just, I would not put my family in that situation. But then Van Helsing tells the doctor he was using Wolfsbane to upset Renfield and that Renfield should be watched very closely because he reacted that way. So he is like, kind of like a, he's like a baby vampire essentially. Right. And back in his room, Renfield hears the wolves again and gets up and says, yes, master. And then Dracula is standing on the lawn, staring up at him and communicating with him. And Renfield begs him not to make him do whatever it is he's being asked to do. And he says not to her. And cut to Dracula as a bat flying into Mina's room. And he leans down to her and it cuts to black. Mina, the next, uh, a couple days later, it's not the next morning, but it kind of seems like it is. But then she's talking, you realize it's been a few days. Yeah. She's talking about falling asleep and having a dream filled with mist and not being able to see anything but lamplight and two red eyes and a face coming closer to her from the mist. And it's coming closer and closer and she felt its breath on her face and then its lips. In the morning, she says she felt so weak, like the life had been drained out of her. And she's telling this to the doctor and to Van Helsing. And the doctor tells her to think of something pleasant. But Van Helsing wants to know if she was feeling anything before the stream came on. And he asks her about the face coming closer and closer. He asks where the lips touched her and moves her collar over and asks her since the morning. Oh, sorry. And asks her how long she's had the marks on her neck. She says since the morning after the dream. And they ask, what could have caused them, Professor? And then the maid announces Count Dracula. So what could have caused them, Professor? And then she says, Count Dracula, Mm -hmm. you know. It was really good. Yeah, it was a really good transition there. And this is the first time Dracula and Van Helsing meet face to face. And Dracula says, Van Helsing, a name we know even in Transylvania. So this guy, the vampires are even like, he knows we exist. He knows what our weaknesses are. He is a... I mean, you see in pop culture later that Van Helsing becomes this, like, hero type that is this badass vampire hunter. And in this, he's really just an old professor that has been studying them. And Dracula admits to telling Mina grim stories to Mina's fiancé. So John is Mina's fiancé, and he goes to grab a cigar out of the box, and you see Dracula has no reflection when he opens the box because it's got a mirrored Mm -hmm. inside. And the doctor again tells Mina to go to her room. And Dracula asks Mina if he can call her later and ask how she's feeling. He's got this fixation on her. Yes. Like, he doesn't want to just kill her and dump her. Mm-hmm. He wants to bring her as in as one of his wives. And Van Helsing gives him the cigar box and tells him he stumbled on an amazing phenomenon and asks Dracula to look in the mirror. And Dracula steps back quickly and makes him drop it. So he, like dramatically flails backwards and the cigar box goes to the ground. He's not very subtle. 
no God, about no. these things that he doesn't like and that it's like almost comical as far as the acting goes but it's really it's not poorly acted it's just so dramatic like it's because it came from a play i was gonna say you that's how you have to look at it is that it came yeah. from a play they have to act like that so that someone in the bucky balcony can see them exactly so a lot of that translated over into mm-hmm. the movie but it still wasn't i don't think it was poorly acted at all yeah, no. I was, like, thinking about it, and I was like, no, I really don't. I'm Mm-mm. going through the characters, and I, I especially for the time, I don't think it was oh poorly God, acted. Especially Renfield. He's... Oh, yeah. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, he's really good. And Van, Van Helsing looks so satisfied when that box mm-hmm. drops to the ground. He's like, I was fucking right. Yep. And and he says, uh, Dracula says to him, for one who has not lived even a single lifetime, you are a wise man, Van Helsing. So Dracula all has a lot of respect. He's scared of him. He's yeah. a threat. But he has a lot of respect for Van Helsing. And then uh, John, who's, again, Mina's fiance and the doctor, and they see this huge dog running across the lawn. And Van Helsing says it was a wolf because sometimes they take the form of wolves, but mostly bats. And Van Helsing says, Dracula is our vampire. He did not cast a reflection in the glass. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him because Mina's fiance does not think, he thinks this is all bullshit. Yeah. He's like, y'all are fucking crazy. There's no such thing as vampires. And then it cuts to Mina walking out to Dracula and him wrapping her up in his cloak. So he created a diversion. He got Mina out. And you can assume he bit her, sucked her blood. But also, you know, is in the process of turning her. And then it cuts to Van Helsing telling them how he must drink human blood in order to survive. Renfield is in the other room and starts laughing because, again, we're connected to this asylum, Mm -hmm. saying Van Helsing is their only hope and it's their fault for not sending him away. And he's talking about not sending him out of the the asylum. And he starts to tell them about Dracula, but then a bat flies in and Renfield says he was not going to tell them anything and he snaps out of it and acts like he doesn't know anything again. So he was, like, right on the verge Mm -hmm. of telling them and the Dracula's like, bitch, I will kill you. (laughs) Exactly. And then a maid screams and says Mina is outside dead. So she's laying on the lawn. Renfield looks at the maid as everyone else runs out. She faints and he crawls over her body. I would fucking faint. If I were left with that creepy ass dude. Yeah. Oh my God. I, yeah. I'd be freaked out. Yep. And then cut to them carrying Mina back in saying she is alive, but she, you know, she's not dead. Yeah. Dracula is watching them all from behind this tree. So he's just kind of like watching the scene happen. And then it cuts to a small child crying on a road in the dark and one of the women in white walking by. And then the next scene is someone reading a newspaper article about someone killing children and it being a woman in white. So it's not just Dracula that's going around wreaking havoc. He's got these, I think, three wives that are going around specifically draining children. Yeah. I'm assuming because they're easy predator or prey. But I don't. I don't know, maybe there's, maybe child blood is better than adult blood because it hasn't been as a poisoned. Gross. Yeah. (laughs) And then it cuts to Van Helsing asking Mina when the last time she, this is a really weird conversation. So again, in these old movies, they just cut to things so quickly and it's like, whoa, 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 what? Because they're talking about the last time she saw Lucy was after Lucy was buried. So Mina has been having these experiences off camera seeing Lucy after death like lucy has become that we're not seeing yeah exactly and mina can and she for her not to freak out and lose it and her to just be talking about this to van helsing i was like what the fuck yeah i agree i think you should be more worried yeah give us like another just like 10 minute snippet of that scene please Mm -hmm. 
And Mina confirms the woman in white is Lucy. So now I think he's probably got four because I think Lucy would have made the fourth wife because there were three back in Transylvania. Mm -hmm. That we saw. Right, that we saw. Van Helsing promises after tonight Lucy will be at rest. But he doesn't say anything about how at rest. (laughs) (laughs) How the rest is going to happen. Is she going to be sleeping good because this is all (laughs) over or is she going to be dead? (laughs) Either way. Mina asks Van Helsing to help her to rest if it's needed. So basically what I gathered from the scene is Mina says, if he's going to turn me into one of the things, I would rather you kill me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that. I would rather you just stake through the heart and it. Mina tells her fiance, John, to never touch her or kiss her again. And she tells him their life and love is over. I love you, John, but this horror, he wills it. So Dracula has a hold on her yeah. is what she's telling him. Yes. And she doesn't have any control over what's happening. And he has basically erased her feelings for him to some extent because now she's so focused on what he wants in him. Right. And John says he is taking Mina to London or else he will call the police. So he's just trying to get her out of the situation, which I guess, you know, I get it. Like, you just want to get your fiance out of this dangerous situation. She's obviously not well. Yeah. Maybe removing her will do her some good. I mean, even if he's not supernatural, this, like, creepy stalker dude is uh, around way too much. Exactly. Van Helsing is really insistent that she doesn't leave because he has basically armed her bedroom with wolfsbane, so she will be safe if Dracula comes. But that only works as an argument if the other person believes in in vampires. You know, yeah. he's like, okay, I'm taking her to some fucking somewhere else. Like, I don't give a fuck what right. roots or weeds or whatever you put in her fucking room. <laughs> he tells the maid to make sure Mina wears a wolfbane necklace all night and doesn't take it off. Van Helsing does. So John basically loses this this fight because even Mina's father is like, I'm her father. I know you love her, but I think it's best if she stays here and Van Helsing takes care of this. Right. And, and then it cuts to Dracula coming out of his coffin. And Van Helsing tells John, again, he's reinforcing, he has spent his time studying all these strange fiends. You know, that's what he does for his whole life. Yeah. And Renfield walks in on them after you get a scene of a shadow moving, and he walks in while they are talking about driving a stake through Dracula's heart. Renfield says Dracula has promised him things if he helped make things happen for him. And then this orderly comes in to get Renfield and tells him the bars on Renfield's window have been bent, and they immediately say Van Helsing. Van Helsing says Dracula's in the house. Ew. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like, yeah, this movie's not going to keep you up at night, but just, like, put yourself in that position. Something's going to get in, and Mm -hmm. it is supernatural, and there are only certain safeguards that you have against it. So Dracula calls to Van Helsing and tells him he should go back to his home country. Van Helsing says he would rather protect people, and Dracula tells him it's too late as his blood runs through her veins. So he has started the process of turning Mina into one of his wives, and that's why she is doing basically whatever his will is. And Van Helsing says they know how to save Mina's soul, if not her body. And he says only if she dies by day, not if she dies by night. So if she dies by night, he gets her soul. Mm -hmm. If she dies by day, they can basically lay her to rest, is what I gathered from that scene. Dracula tells him to come closer to him and tries to compel him to... he He keeps saying, come here. Come here. And Van Helsing is being pulled to him, but he is fighting it. And Dracula tells him that his will is very strong. And Dracula asks, more wolfbane? And he says, more effective than wolfbane count as he whips out a cross. And Dracula (laughs) just recoils from it, you know, all dramatic. 
Upstairs, the maid says Mina is on the terrace and won't go to bed. And Mina doesn't know what's been going on. John is happy because he seems to be getting Mina back. He's like, what's happening? What's happening to me? And Mina tells John to look up at the stars. And Mina looks at his neck as he's looking up like she's about to eat that. (laughs) Van Helsing tells the doctor in the meantime that Dracula and Mina's blood has been fused and she will also be a vampire. And then it cuts back to Mina and John and she's talking about how much she loves the night and she's just going on about it, which is out of character for her. Mm-hmm. And then Bat Dracula flies over and Mina is responding to it and she just says, yes, I will. And Mina tries to convince John to get the crucifix away from Van Helsing as Van Helsing and the steward are listening. So they're hearing Mina trying to manipulate John into getting this right. cross from him because because so, Dracula is controlling her so he's like if you get that cross we can continue and then John gets the crucifix and she can't even look at it she just pretends to start sobbing because things are scary and mm-hmm. happening and it's like why would your she's like it's just too much just get it away from him I just can't look at it and it's like mm, mm-hmm. no John I know she's pretty but come on <laughs> see through it Mina starts to tell the truth about what Dracula did to her, making her drink his blood. And the orderly and maid try to shoot at the bats. So there's a lot of chaos going on right I now. I fucking love those two, though. Yeah, they're, they're like, so we're helping. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and of course, you know, Van Helsing's like, that's not going to work. Yeah. You can't, just, you can't just shoot at it. And cut to Dracula coercing the maid with his weird look, his weird force look, if you will. <laughs> To take down all the wolf bait in the house. And she does. And then she opens the door for Dracula to walk back in. And then Dracula walks into Mina's room as she's sleeping. And then it cuts to Renfield at the Abbey. And then it cuts to Dracula walking Mina into the Abbey. So he, and he, Mina and Renfield are now all in the Abbey together. And he has Mina in a trance. So she's walking on her own at some point. But she is not like coherent mm-hmm. to what's happening. And Van Helsing and John are trying to get into the Abbey to save her, but they can only see through a grate into what's happening, really. it's They can't really actually get into it, but they can see through these little slats. And Renfield is begging Dracula not to kill him for leading them to him. But yeah. they, he, they know he's in the Abbey because they said, oh, I bought the Abbey next mm-hmm. year asylum. So it's like, obviously, they were going to go exactly. there. Um, but then it appears that Dracula kills Renfield because I don't even think he comes back. He, he descends on him and then it cuts. So yeah. I'm assuming he kills him. And then Van Helsing is trying to get in, but Dracula carries Mina into a room and locks them out. And then Mina screams and then they're able to get in. So this scene was a little frustrating to me because the sun is coming up. So Dracula is pretty much out of time, but mm-hmm. he knows they're right there on the outside of his room and he just gets in his coffin. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, He's like, whatever. gotta go back to sleep. They're gonna get in. Whatever. So after all of this fight, he just gets into his coffin just to mm-hmm. for them to come in. And Van Helsing finds the boxes they sleep in. And Van, T- Van Helsing opens one and Mina's not in one. So mm-hmm. he's like, well, that's a good sign. And, but of course, he f- he knows where Dracula's is. And he tells John to get him, like, a stone or something to help drive the stake into Dracula's heart. And... He is destroying Dracula's little sleeping box because they they were coffins in the beginning, but now they're just like the shipping boxes mm-hmm. that they they sent themselves in. And you hear Van Helsing beating the stake into Dracula's heart, and Dracula groaning, and it great breaks his grip on Mina, and they walk out, and Dracula's dead happily ever after. 
But again, what was frustrating about that last scene was Dracula is killed so easily. Like, I don't know. I feel like if he is low enough in the Abbey, because they make it seem like here that he can't even be awake during the daytime. Like he has to go to sleep right. and he has no control over it right. because I f- he knows they're there and right behind him because he hears them on the door and then he just gets in his box and goes to sleep and is none the wiser. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, does he not have any control over that? That's a, that's a classic vampire thing is that they don't. Yeah. That okay. they just pass out. See, because I haven't seen a lot of, like I said, the classic vampire stuff. I've seen things like True Blood and like Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah just the like. new vampire stuff, they don't usually do that. Yeah. Well, actually, you've seen True Blood. Yeah. Have you ever read any of the books? No. Because they do that in True Blood also, where when it does become daylight, they they just ba- like it just, they just pass like out that. and they don't breathe or anything, so it's like they're dead. Got it. Okay, that makes more sense because I was like, he's just gonna go sleep knowing that they're out there. But if he doesn't have any control over it, that makes yeah. it, he has to get in the box or else he's gonna die pretty much. Yeah. So it it does have a happy ending. He doesn't get Mina and Van Helsing kills him. And what's interesting is this really, unless I am mistaken, was the vampire movie to start all the vampire movies and shows. Uh, the play was definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Nosferatu actually came out before this, right. which was a ripoff of Dracula. Dracula. So yes, yeah. Dracula yeah. started it like the book and the play. Yeah. And it's so interesting to see that just set the rules for vampires. Everyone follows yes. these same rules and they tweak them a little bit. Like in True Blood, they can go out in the sun if they have this fairy blood or if they wear what but it's just like it still follows typically the same mm-hmm. rules like wolfsbane gar- uh, they don't really do anything with garlic but the crucifix like all of this stuff is to fight vampires and it's just cool that that came from someone's mind so early on in history and it's mm-hmm. still carried through traditionally today yeah that is cool I really like these classic movies, and so I'd probably give this one a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I'm kind of sad not giving it a five because I love vampires so much, but even my love for vampires, it's a little boring at times still. Yeah. And there's, like I said, there's a lot of these old movies that they leave out and they just throw you right into which is fine because eventually you catch up, but there's a lot I feel like they could have, maybe they were limited with uh, their... I don't know, special effects or budget or filming capabilities. But I feel like, you know, a 10 minute scene of Lucy being seen after her death would have added a little bit more to it Mm -hmm. and a little bit more explanation of him just being like passing out at at the sun. Because then I was just frustrated at the end because I was like, you know, they're there. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but that makes more sense because I don't really know much about vampires. Mm -hmm. I'm not like demons and stuff because they scare me i know a lot about that shit but that's really as far as like my in-depth knowledge goes of things in the horror genre so i'm glad you know that because i was like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) yeah i love vampires and i love the classics but i probably wouldn't give it the five i'd probably yeah give it a four Mm -hmm. yeah same here so thank you for joining us for episode 40 which was exciting again (laughs) so exciting if you want to hang out with us on social media, feel free to search The Extra Sisters Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram, and you should be able to pull us up. We are on Twitter at The Extra Sisters, and you can always email us at theextrasisters at gmail.com. And you can also find every single episode and certain blog posts and everything connects to our IMDb and has our ratings on our website at extrasisters.com. And next time, Night Monster with the Bloodlust of a Savage Beast. Till then, stay creepy.